The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash P-O-O-L. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, all the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Jordan with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? I'm doing good. Absolute world whirlwind of activity today on, on NHL Draft Night Eve here. Uh, Hayes was traded. Avs had a trade. Leafs no trades. I'm sure Joel will do something tomorrow. A bunch of activity uh, should be. Uh, it's. It, I hate that the draft is in the middle of the week because it doesn't feel like the draft is tomorrow, but it is. So we'll talk about that. Talk about everything that uh, that went down today. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I am doing excellent. Uh, last day of working a little bit. Got the next eight days off. Going down to the states for the first time since uh, going to Denver uh, at the end of uh, or beginning of 2020 before all the shit went down. So I'm excited to leave this damn country. Got some other plans lined up as well. I'm going to, uh, I'm thinking about going to Chicago, New Orleans, San Francisco, you know, hit a few spots the rest of the year. But yeah, I'm actually pumped to uh, get off work for a few days and uh, head down south to our summer home down there in Washington State, where the, we know that the the devil or the, the devil, the desert uh, runs thick. <clears throat> there might be a but, devil, uh, right? Devil in the desert? It's like Charles Daniels. The desert. They Nelson. do go together. Yes, yeah. that is where uh, Jesus was tempted by the devil in the desert. So absolutely uh, on okay. point there. But uh, Wednesday of the draft is, uh, you know, it's, it's like another Christmas day for me as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun fucking week for me. Nice, yo, nice. I'm doing good, boys. You know, I got home this morning after work. I was just chilling, went to bed, woke up. Actually, I had a couple beers before I went to bed. Then I woke up and had a couple more beers. I woke up a little hungover. And I was like, what the fuck? I woke up hungover and I just, I don't know, it was weird. But then I just started boozing again and now we're here. And, you know, we're firing on all cylinders. We're having a good time. Made a nice carbonara for dinner. Watching some King of the Hill with my girl. You know, it's it's my weekend, bro. It's a, what is it, a Tuesday night today? And it's, it might as well be fucking Saturday night, baby. Because it's a good night for a fight. So we're ready to rock and roll. All right. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Not really, though. Actually, that's not true. There's a little bit of stuff. We had the NBA draft that just happened, so there's a lot of cool stuff on that to look into. We got the NHL draft tomorrow. Uh, at the time of recording, this is a Tuesday night on uh, June 27th. The NHL draft is tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, football, a little bit of rumblings. You know, pretty big free agent class still out there. So if you're looking for football content, it's definitely still there. Baseball. Ryan, what's up in the world of baseball? They're fucking a jillion, gazillion, mammillion, fulfillion games into their trillion, babillion, Sicilian long season. <laughs> Sicilian. On? Sicilian pizza there. That, yeah, that's uh, almost the All-Star break now. Got two weeks, I think, till the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby, all, all the good stuff there. I think it's, that, that, that's probably when that draws in the most casuals, I think we said before. It is the best All-Star festivities. But yeah, baseball still still chugging along. So uh, hopefully we'll get some baseball rumors popping up uh, in the coming weeks. I'm fucking sit- done with baseball, though. Oh. <laughs> as far as the Discord goes, 
Stop posting baseball shit in the fucking Discord. Yeah, nobody fucking cares about it. Go. I've been telling these guys, go colonize, go conquer no, the MLB it, channel. No, no, it's 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 not, you can't go to the MLB channel. I, I tried it. I tried it. I did. I gave oh, it a lot of effort. It's it's just not worth it. It's just it's just a waste it, of time. Is it like the is well, it like wasting it, our time coming in fucking hockey channel oh, talking no, about? No, it's not. It's the off season. If, if it's it was every co- fucking day. It's like 50, 50 100 baseball it, posts. It, 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 it was a bit much. Was that earlier today? There was like a bunch in a row. Every that was, fucking that day. Was a bit much. Baseball bet. It's, so what, it's getting too much. But it's the off season. What do you want? Do you want to just be dead? Well, golf is just on Sundays. That's fine. But baseball is every fucking day. There's a uh, more baseball. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be dead with just relevant information. Than uh, having to cipher cipher through all these uh, baseball bets all the time. Like I don't want to be notified by that shit. I want to go on the hockey channel and see some guys having a good time, not not fucking uh, sweating baseball bets. But anyway, I'm a grumpy old man. But uh, yeah, just fucking conquer the MLB channel, boys. Like, are you guys pussies or something? Just uh, go over there and kick their ass. It's it's, it's not a fun it's not a fun Discord channel without you, Joel. Wow, well, you, you guys are making it not fun for me either. <laughs> What's the issue with the MLB channel? I don't get it. What's up? Why did what's up? Yeah, these what? guys just say it's just them speaking there anyway. So I'm like, why not just speak no, over there? You know, like, you know, you know the people that come in the hockey channel and like last like two days, if that. It that's the MLB channel is full of those people. Okay, so, like, that's fine. Who cares? No, it's about not them? fine. So even if it's even <laughs> if it, even if it was us three going over there, it would be us three talking. Then these guys still just putting all their plays in there and then putting the guy's name with a with a with a money bag emoji when, when, when the play hits with, with no track record or anything. Then that, you shame just, them. Then you shame them. But instead, I don't, I don't, I don't you have save enough, the rest of us who don't give a shit about baseball, all the attention in the to hockey give channel. To shame the MLB channel. So no right one's now. holding a conversation. Well, what you're saying? No one's like actually like having a discussion. They're just posting their I, shit and then just fucking pumping their dick when they win. Is that what you're saying? That That is mostly what I've seen. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Well, come just, on. Just baseball. Baseball channel. Just take it for the team. Like I like that the hockey channel has other bets going on, but not every fucking day, like a million fucking posts. It it just gets too much. Uh, You don't see me talking about fucking CFL on there every fucking night. Uh, We can do that too. CFL isn't every night. Well, (laughs) Thursday to Sunday it is during the summer. I can do that. Or I can talk about a million other things I'm betting, but I don't. I I keep it to draft bets. I keep it to uh, my hockey futures. I keep it to, uh, you know, if it's late night and I'm drunk, then uh, maybe some overnight tennis. I don't Hell know, yeah. but uh, I'm not in there just just fucking uh, betting MLB and talking uh, useless crap it's, like that. But anyway, it's, it's you guys be... are just pussies for not taking over that channel already. Come on, domination, conquest, calling us. Cat, catfish and BBC and uh, and Smitty, I think, are the ones that go over there sometimes. They have to, they have to flex those muscles there. I, I I don't I don't have the time or or the care to do that. Fucking baseball, man! It's not even. <laughs> What is, what is Oh, I throw the ball. I hit the ball. I catch the ball. Or I didn't catch the ball. That's all it is. What are we doing? What are we Hot doing? Dogs. <laughs> we love you, Gilbert. And we respect we respect the sport of baseball. It's America's No, you don't. Pastime. No, you don't. No, we, we do not. It's America's pastime, though. And we respect America. Joel, you have to respect respect baseball if you're visiting my, our country. That's true. Uh, I respect that Alice won the college there, world series last go. night. Right. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, I was even expecting a women's basketball when LSU won. So I guess I got to do the same thing for baseball as well. So cheers uh, <laughs> to the Tigers down there in Omaha, but uh, fuck the MLB and the, the useless chatter that is uh, taking up too much of my attention. Oh, fuck. All right. All right. We got off the rails. Let's get this back going here. Holy shit. Everybody go check out the SGPN website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, you can- 
<laughs> you can find all that information at the SGPN website. Tons of articles, man. Be sure to check out the articles. There's a lot of effort. I know I say this all the time, and uh, nobody's ever said that it's stupid that I say it, so I'm going to keep on doing it until somebody says it. But there's a lot of love that goes into those articles, man. So it's not just, you know, a bunch of bullshit. People put a lot of thought into this. Ryan's always killing it, so check that out. Uh, be sure to check out all the other shows as well. Uh, check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. These guys are absolutely always killing it. Uh, and, yeah, man, you can find all that at the SGPN website. And, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord, unless you're at the hockey channel talking about fucking this dumbest game of the world baseball but other than that the hockey channel is always sick tons of people in there they're all doing stuff we're talking we're talking sports it's not just hockey it's a lot of baseball we established that but there's other stuff going on when there's golf tournament there's stuff going on in there and we know without all the news buzzing around the league with trades and fucking speculations and the draft and free agency it's been a pretty crazy pretty wacky week a little wacky week in the discord yo so shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord uh, if you're not in the discord you're not making money if you want to get in the discord you can reach out to myself or ryan on twitter uh you can also reach out to the hgp twitter account all three of us will be sure to point you in the right direction or you can uh buy a baseball and if you write hey how do i get in the discord and then you give it to joel because he loves that baseball he'll take it and he'll be like i fucking love it and chances are he will take that baseball with it he will bend you over and he will fully shove it and insert it into your asshole you will have to take it out of your asshole which might lead to a prolapsing and after that he will have the answer written down on how to get in the discord so once you wipe out all your shit and blood from the baseball you can be like okay oh this is how you get in the discord and now you know exactly right man uh <laughs> yeah no, you said it right or you can just um you know uh, more and more child friendly just uh you know hit a home run this way and i'll hit it right back to you if, if i ever figure out how to fucking use a bat but uh yeah just, just do a, a little message sending that way can, can we just have joel make up his own things instead of for the off season What's wrong with mine? No, yours are way better, but like it's just just a maybe like once every so often we, we mix it up. Okay, right. I'll, I'll, I'll have to think about it all day. Talent can do it in like five seconds. We'll throw a curveball in. You uh-huh. Know? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, get in the Discord. Uh, if, if you're listening to this, I, I'm assuming you're subscribed to the podcast, but if not, make sure you're subscribed. Turn on auto-downloads, and if you're listening to these to these off-season podcasts, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. If you don't, you're a coward. All right. Okay, okay. We're going to keep buzzing here. Um, This is going to be a little bit of a news show here. You know, the, the boys had a good draft preview the other day, so that was pretty good. There's a lot of odds on here, and I know for a gambling podcast, we haven't really been talking much about odds because it's not fucking gambling and hockey lately. But we're going to go through some news. You know, stay tuned for a little bit of a free agency thing coming up later. Uh, we're, uh, we'll, we'll get to that whenever we end up getting to that. But we're going to go through some news. There's tons of shit buzzing in the fucking league today. Shitloads of trades. It seems like the floodgates are finally opening a little bit here, gentlemen. In. So we're going to kick it off. Uh, first big deal coming out of here. Uh, it looks like, what is this new hook trade? Ooh, uh, Colorado Avalanche trade fucking, uh, was it the rights to new hook or was he signed? The rights. The rights, just the rights. Okay, okay. I forget, who the fuck do they trade him to? <laughs> it's Montreal right there. To Montreal. They traded him to Montreal for uh for a thirty so I guess the first round pick and a second round pick. It's the thirty first pick overall in the draft as well as the thirty seventh overall pick. Uh, this is actually a pretty decent haul for the Colorado Avalanche here coming back from Montreal here. The fact that they were to get a first round pick and you know Newhook was a first round pick as well and you know the guy 
is an NHL caliber player. Maybe he hasn't been that great, uh, but he's been fine. Like there's nothing wrong with Newhook. You need a good depth piece. And he's a player, maybe like a, a middle six kind of player on your third or uh, maybe top second line here. But uh, it's some good depth for Montreal, man. They're building a good team, a good young team. They got lots of guys there. So it's a good solidified move. Uh, Joel, you got to be happy here with the return you got, no? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Um, well, because I do know it, it's it's I think it's because you know, Kent Hughes, the Montreal GM, was the agent of Alex Newhook once upon a time. And clearly he really liked him enough to uh, get him on his team now that he's a GM, because I don't think that he's worth uh, what are basically two high second rounders there, 31st, 37th. Um, and yeah, that, that's definitely more than I expected to get. And uh, yeah, he 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 was scratched during the playoffs, too. or he, did, he, did, he barely played. I don't know if he was scratched exactly, but he didn't play very much, fewer than 10 minutes a game. Um, and wasn't, uh, you know, the, the hope was going into the 2022 season was that he would, uh, step into that second line center, but JT Confer clearly took that role, uh, and Newhook was, uh, was less than productive to put a lot of, he's got a lot of pedigree in terms of his, um, projection coming out of, um, um, was it the BCHL and his, uh, he did well for the world juniors as well, I think, but, uh, he never really took the next step in Colorado. So I'm absolutely fine with this with the deal and, and especially going forward because now Sackick and Chris McFarland have an arsenal of picks to work with. Um, you know, we got the 28th pick or 27th pick, 31st pick and 37th pick. Uh, we're definitely not using all of them. Um, so we'll, we'll see at least uh, one of those picks turn into something else. So it's going to be exciting to see what uh, they have up their sleeve because uh, you got to make the most of the um, McCarr McKinnon uh, window we got here. And uh, yeah, so definitely not going to use all those picks, but it's good to have them. And uh, I'm excited to see what they turn into. Good deal for Montreal too, I think, because Newark still has some, um, maybe not a good deal, but it, I can understand the logic at least with Newark going to Montreal. <laughs> a valuable player, a valuable player, I guess. He's still only 22, right? He could develop further in a new, new location. Um, and with uh, a fewer studs ahead of him, uh, yeah, another young guy, another young smaller guy for uh, Mark Tan St. Louis to work with. Seems like they only have uh, small guys down there <laughs> in uh, Quebec. Um, so, yeah, yeah, great deal for Colorado. Less sure about Montreal, but I can understand the logic at least. But, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's too much to give up for uh, a guy who is, is yet to really um, blossom into what he was projected to be. Yeah, I think that that pretty much sums it up. Is that uh, on the surface, it looks, this looks like way too much for Alex Newhook, and, and it probably is way too much. Maybe if it was a, a later round pick instead of a, a first and a second, just for his rights. But you know, the former agent thing definitely ties into there. Maybe had to overpay him a bit. And like you said, the Avs are just going to use those picks probably to make another trade. And for the Canadians, they're getting a guy who who fits their timeline. He fits their timeline with Slavkovsky and with you know Suzuki. There is twenty three. Uh, Cole Caulfield, obviously. All, Kirby Doc there. It just adds another kind of lottery ticket type player that, you know what, if, if he pans out, maybe he's a top line player. If he just kind of fizzles out, he can still probably be a, a good bottom six guy to, to fill out the roster there. So a little bit of much of an overpay, but it, it fits the timeline for the Canadians, which seems to be a common theme of, uh, uh, around a few of these trades today. See, I actually don't really hate this, man. Like, I know it seems like a lot when you say a first and a second and shit, but like 31st overall pick, you know, are you going to draft a player you think that's better than Alex Newhook with that trade with that pick 31st overall? It's not like you're picking like fucking like, you know, 15th or 18th overall or something. 
And this guy's ready to play now. He had 82 games or last year, you know, 14 goals, 16 assists, 30 points. You know, he's like, you guys said it too, he's only 22 years old. You could solidify this guy. You could be your third line center for the next fucking eight years with these guys, you know? So, yes, it seems like a lot, but the more I look into it, man, like, I think we're starting to learn a lot. What you saw with, like, what Vegas has done recently with their draft picks and all this shit. It's like, you, the picks are fucking mysteries, man. They're, not every pick's going to pan out here. And, yeah, they're high, 31st and the 37th, but it's not like they're anything spectacular that you have to hold on to, you know? Yeah, and, and to throw some odds in here, I think this goes to what Joel was saying about, you know, take some throw something on the canadians to win the cup at 250 to one i've backed down from that i've got the back but i'm not well, exactly endorsing well, okay it. but you you bet it and it, it's in that mindset of like okay these teams are trading because like for montreal they could have had two chances to get someone as good as or if not better than new hook but they wanted someone that's nhl ready to, to instead of those two guys so it, it's showing that they're not completely tanking this year i should say to me, to me it's yeah, more i was also thinking that dubois would go to montreal but as we'll see in a little mm. bit that wasn't the case <laughs> but to me this is more of a like you brought it on too ryan like he'll be ready within the timeline of the team you know maybe don't bet montreal this year but you know in you know a year or two maybe three years down the line this could be looking like a fucking pretty damn good deal and a pretty damn good team so yeah like the, the sabers <laughs> of last year maybe mm. Mm. All right, uh, let's keep it moving here. We just touched a little bit on what we're going to talk about next year. Massive fucking trade coming out. There's been a lot of speculation on where this guy's going to end recently. Uh, Pure Luke Dubois, baby. Finally, PLD actually got traded. It was a sign-in trade. Uh, he went from the Winnipeg Jets over to the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Pure Luke Dubois for Gabriel Velarde. Uh, Ayafolo, uh, Kupari, and a second-round pick. Uh, a sign-in trade as well, too. So what did he do? He signed, like I think it was like eight years. Uh, was it 9.5 that he signed? Eight and a half. Eight and a half, 8.5. So eight years to 8.5. He gets the full term on the deal, too. Another guy signing for eight fucking years. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't even get me started on this. Good for him, though. Uh, and honestly, why wouldn't you want to, man? The LA Kings are a stellar fucking team. There's tons of talent on there. Uh, they're a young team, too, and they're definitely a Stanley Cup contender. They have been for the past two years, and they're only trending upwards. Uh, you're going to see some of these guys graduating in a couple of years. I'd say graduating, more so retiring the likes of uh, – I don't even fucking know where I was. I got, I'm drunk. But anyways, there's a lot of old guys that are going to be aging out a little bit here, man. So uh, it's good to see kind of a younger brass coming into L.A. But it's a hell of a city, hell of a team, and what's not to like, man. Now, we all thought, hey, this guy's just holding out for Montreal. But he kind of uh, just cracked that narrow narrative right out the fucking window. So good on Pierre-Luc Dubois and uh, good on the L.A. Kings. And you know what? Truth be told, not really a bad, uh, a bad haul for Winnipeg as well. Yeah, this is a kind of a good trade for both sides and and props to the kings here for they didn't really have much of a rebuild period that a few years there you know after their dynasty ended where they clearly weren't contenders but they they made it that they could if they didn't run into the oilers that they could beat them they could have beat them this past season the year before like they still have kopitar they still have have dowdy they still have these guys and they're bringing in this this new young core with now with dubois fiala's 26 uh Quentin Byfield's still only twenty. He can he can break come and turn into something. Trevor uh, Ka- Moore, Paul Tra- Grundstrom. Yeah, Kaliev's still young. Um, they have their goalie now. If they if they get Corpusalo back, so yeah, it's the Kings are another team. I think sh- you should be watching for, especially in the West. I mean, I, I feel like that that's wide open, and LA is definitely going for it now with Kopitar, uh, Dubois, and Deneau down the middle. Like Joel said, I think last night. I disagree, though. The Kings gave up way too much for this guy. 
I don't think they got the contract, but I think that eight and a half mil is too much for somebody who has proven to be rather petulant. I know he's a good player still, but, uh, you know, the cap um, should go up somewhat, even though um, maybe not as much as. Yeah, I knew you'd be laughing. I knew you'd be laughing. <laughs> maybe not as much as they promised, but the cap will go up. I guarantee you that much. Um, so the the contract will not look as bad, but still eight, eight and a half million. It's it's kind of steep for a guy who is uh he doesn't really perform well. When he's on his game, he's he's awesome, but uh, he takes a lot of games off. And uh, I don't think that this was really their need. I mean, you can argue that Kopitar is getting older and will uh, um, you know, slow down and whatever. So this this is kind of like their um replacement for him. And then they, and they Dano is is 31, so they guess they got the Dubois Dano. Uh, in, in a few years uh, going down the middle, but uh, yeah, I, I think they still need some some goal scoring. They lost Dursey, of course, and uh, I don't know if they, they got the, uh, the, the the top quality defense to make up for that. I know Doughty is still playing well, but uh, he's getting older as well. So uh, I, 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 this did not make me too high on the on the Kings altogether because Villardi, I know he's he's kind of like the um, new hook of the Kings. Like there was a lot of hype around him for a while. And uh, getting rid of him now, you know, that's some depth there. But I follow is an excellent player. I thought Kupari is a, is an excellent prospect too. I mean, more than a prospect now, he's played some games too. So, yeah, and a, and a second rounder. I just thought it was too much to give up for them for uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. But uh, the biggest surprise for me is that he signed the eight-year deal because everything I heard was that he loved to be in Montreal and that that, that was his plan that he would just serve one year wherever. But turns out uh, money talks, right? And uh, he'll, he'll gladly give up Montreal to uh, spend the next eight, nine years in uh, L.A. for the right price. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. People oh, great, rather, great deal for Winnipeg. Winnipeg just suddenly just like uh, mm-hmm. turned a corner. Like this is a lot better than what they're <laughs> what uh, Winnipeg fans were expecting for Pierre Dubois. So uh, I, I'd say Winnipeg won this trade. They could trade Hellebuck now too and get back some more assets and just like reload. Not maybe this next season, but like in 2024. Shifley too, yeah. A we, couple guys saying that Wheeler. they were right. So well, Wheeler, who the, I don't think I think they're talking about a bio for Blake. Wheeler, yeah, no? they were. Yeah. yeah, nobody wants them, right? No, but what you do want is some bird dog shorts. Bird dog shorts make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better than those regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs uses their anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code P-O-O-L for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, we're going to keep it moving here. Before we get into this, I got to ask, last show, did you guys talk about the Calgary Flames at all? Not really, no. No? Okay. We got to, before we get into this, we got to simply address what a fucking tire fire. No pun intended. Is going oh, we on. did talk about a little bit two shows ago, just not last show. Okay, well, this is nuts, dude. They had like five guys coming oh, out yeah. in the span of one hour saying, hey, we're not re-signing with this team. And not just, like, insignificant guys. There was, like, Lindholm came out. Fucking uh, Noah Hannafin came out. Backlund came out. And then, of course, this guy as well, Tyler Toffoli, came out and said, hey, just so you know, we're our UFA. I have no intentions of re-signing with this team, so you better fucking move me or else I'm just walking. Now, 
before we get into the title Tyler Toffoli trade that happened today, I just want to say, like, what do you do if you're Calgary, man? Like, you can't. You can't just trade everyone here. You can't be like, hey, just because you guys are demanding this, that we're just going to be a pushover of an organization and say, okay, we'll, we'll let you all go. But then again, these guys are going to walk anyway, so you got to recoup assets. But what does that show to the other people that are on the team? Like, it's just a fucking mess right now, man. Like, if you're GM, like, you can't just move them all. Eventually, you got to be like, hey, you know what? I get it that you don't want out, but the inmates aren't running the asylum here. So you're going to sit, you're going to play in this cold fucking city for the entire year, and you're going to have people asking you questions every goddamn day after every game. Hey, why do you want out? Eventually, you got to man up and make some of these guys suffer, man. Like, I'm all for players and shit like this, but, like, you can't just be a pushover, no? Now, like, guys like Hannafin and Lindholm, yes, you have to trade and get assets. But if people are just asking out, like... I don't know, man. Like sometimes you gotta, you gotta just put your foot down and say "fuck you." You can't just get what you want like that. Yeah, I mean, c- completely agree. And they're not in a position where they can just sell their guys and start over. They just got Huberto to this ten and a half million dollar contract through what twenty thirty one. Kadri's locked up too. Like they have guys. Like Uyghur's decent, and like I, I like the Flames as a team to look for mid-season when they're in the doldrums, their their cup odds go way up and, and throw something on them because they have Jacob Markstrom. If he can find something, if not, they're just completely screwed like they were last year. But yeah, the Flames have these guys that are asking out because they see other guys asking out. It's just a domino effect, but they still have they still have players there. They, they can still be a competent team and they can just be one of these teams that, you know, is on the playoff bubble and, and hopes their goalie can take them. And I think that's a pattern that, you know, the Kings have to go now with, with, as well. I'm going to bring that up with them, having the veterans and the rookies. And the Flames are just now are just handcuffed, at least for the next two or three years with, with these guys to see what they can do. So I don't know if they're going to go out and, and trade for somebody else. I don't know if there's a, a culture fit there in free agency, but they have to do something because they're better than, than they were, than, than they should be. Yeah, the context of what we were speaking about the Flames about was uh, we were talking about cup futures and uh, Ryan suggested maybe the Flames and, I, and we, we talked about signals and whatever, like what, what teams are going to look like in the offseason. And signal for me was Noah Hannafin signaling that he wanted to go out. And if, if that guy wants to go out, he's like the, um, you know, he's, he's a fucking stud on the defense. And uh, yeah, and sure enough, Elias Lindholm and Mikhail Backlund uh we're part of the same kind of group who said, yeah, we're not going to resign here. And uh, that's obviously a bad sign in two aspects. First of all, this is bad, bad culture going on. Uh, they, they don't want to be there. They don't want to play there. Obviously they're not going to be a hundred percent motivated to win there. And secondly, they're going to want out. So the, that kind of forces the hand of the, uh, Craig Conroy and the, uh, the flames organization to trade them because they're not going to get shit for them. If, if they stick around if, and if they don't think they're going to win the cup, then obviously they're going to trade them. So that's why, I had to turn away from the Flames, even though they do fit the blueprint of a team that would bounce back, considering how much bad luck they had last year and how much uh, goaltending re- regression we can expect from Markstrom. But thankfully, uh, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully for Hannafin, he he signaled early and, and, and saved me some money there. Um, but yeah, yeah, Flames are uh, in trouble. Like we're going to talk about Tofolia right in a second, but uh, what, what I find funny is that the rest of the guys are leaving because of the bad culture that uh, Daryl Sutter ended up creating but Tyler Toffoli was Sutter's guy he's like I'm fucking out of here because Sutter's not here anymore right? he's the only one like, <laughs> uh, what's going on man? yeah where's <laughs> fucking Daryl Sutter he had his yeah. best year ever last year under Sutter and then he's, oh, he's got him I'm out too and, right? uh, yeah let's get right into it like Toffoli to New Jersey Devils this is a uh, this is a great deal um uh by uh Tom Fitzgerald there 
Uh, he, he keeps doing great work for uh, Igor Sarangovich and a third-round pick. Uh, Toffoli came off his best year ever, and he's a great playoff player, an old leader, veteran, won the Cup twice, I think, with the Kings. I think he's there for both years, and uh, with, with Daryl Sutter, of course. Um, and now he comes into a young devil squad, just uh, gives him that experience, that leadership, and uh, an excellent goal scorer, too. So uh, that, that's exactly what the Devils uh, built their team around right now. They're, they're looking for the leaders, and, of course, you can't go wrong with that, a goal scorer. So I absolutely love this trade. Um, and Sheridan Govich, of course, is, uh, yeah, we, he only played three playoff games because he was scratched for the rest of the time. So uh, he's, you're banking on him to improve a lot going forward. I know he's, he's only, what, 24, 25 years old. So maybe there's there's some positive stuff there. But, yeah, I think that the, the Devils killed this deal. Third-round pick and uh, a third-liner for Toffoli. I'll take that all day for a, a team in their prime in the, in the Devils. Uh, they'll have Toffoli for the next uh Two more years in the deal, I think it is. Uh, or I don't know for sure. but one. I think it's a UFA after this year. Oh, just one year? Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes it a little less worthy. But still, this year uh, the Devils are going to be a wagon. And um, the, yeah, the odds suggest that both in the division and their cup odds. So, yeah, to fully just, just boost their chances for both. Yeah, this was just an absolutely a steal by the Devils here to get, get to Foley coming off a, a career year, career high in goals, career high in points. And it wasn't even like he shot 20%. He shot 12, 12.7%. His career shooting percentage is 11.2. Like he was just playing good hockey. And I, I would say if the Devils got to Foley instead of getting Meyer at the deadline last year, maybe they're a tougher out in, in the playoffs with someone like Toffoli who has won the cup before he's gone through adversity. So I hate this as a Flyers fan because the Devils are going to be so good next year. They, they have right now, they have 19 million in cap space. Some of that you have probably, one of their first round picks. Why do you, why do you hate that? So I'm, I'm, uh, that's a rivalry. The, the devil should not, should not exist. <laughs> well, the Flyers, the Flyers will be bad for like the next decade. So I don't no, think no, it's it's three three it, it doesn't like, are okay, they that big of a rival? Even, I thought that it was no, like, but like, uh, even if your team sucks, you don't want to see your rival winning the cup or being good. Just fair enough. I just didn't know that there was that, that big of a rivalry. You know? No, it's not. A, it's, it it's just the, the Devils. A bigger one, right? The Devils are well, yeah. Pittsburgh's bigger, probably. Devils, Devils, Rangers are close for the Flyers, but it's just the Devils coming out of nowhere. They got Jack Hughes, they got Heischer, they got Jesper Bratt. They signed now. They have all this cap space. They might get Hellebuck. Like the Devils are going to be good for years to come. And getting a guy like Toffoli is someone that's a, a proven winner, and he's going to just help that locker room, help that team. I think Sharon Govich is a nobody. A third round pick, I guess, is what fair, fair fair market value must be right now for someone like Defoley, but Devil's just doing a, a hell of a job so far this offseason. I'm not going to lie. I feel like Calgary should have gotten more in return for this trade. Like, I know he wants out, but like Tyler Defoley, he, he cost them a, a first and a second. A yeah, year. it was like less less than 18 months ago. prior. Yeah. Exactly, right? And this guy had a career year last year. I think he had 60 points, you know. And people can say, oh, 60 points, you know, well, it's not superstar numbers. It's Seven, not. That's 73 what, points. 73 points. That's fucking admirable, bro. That's almost a point per game, for Christ's sakes, right? Like, Toffoli's a good player. And, you know, we touched on this a couple of shows ago when we talked about the New Jersey Devils and some of those guys Ryan just listed off. This is a younger team. So to bring in a veteran presence like Tyler Toffoli is exactly what this team needs. And not just a veteran presence to have around, a veteran presence that can still produce we just touched on this guy had 72 points or some shit like that like he's a fucking gamer man you know is he gonna get first line minutes probably not you know second third line there's definitely 
uh, there's there's a fit there, dude. Power play as well. Like this this is a guy that one knows how to win in this league. He has Stanley Cups with LA, um, and he's been around the block, so he'll take some of these guys under their wing. So and Ryan touched on him, man. New Jersey's gonna be a good fucking team, dude. Look out for them in the coming years, bro. They solidify the goaltending a little bit, maybe a bit more on their back end here. It's uh it's looking good, but uh, I don't know, Calgary, man. If we, I don't even know if we have any Flames fans to listen to this show, but if we do, like, I'm feeling for you, Flames fans. You guys, it's a lack of leadership in that dressing room. You need somebody to sit down and just say, hey, you know, we're fucking, what are we doing here? Talking to the other players. Like, why do you want out? What's going on? You know, there's so many more things to play, though. The arena shit. They need a new arena to be built. But if it's not that, you have to put money into the facilities. Give these guys a reason to want to stay in Calgary. Calgary, I know it chirped a little bit. It's a pretty sick city, dude. Stampede is unreal in the summertime. It's cold in the winter. I know Canada's not for everybody when it comes to NHL and shit like this, you know. But Toffoli's a Canadian-born player. He should be, He should fucking, he should relish the fact to be a flame for christ's sakes you know i know edmonton takes a lot of the a lot of the talk in the alberta market here man but uh i don't know i'm hoping for your calgary and you need some leaderships you need coaches to talk to the leaders and the leaders need to coach the team that's how this shit works bro when you're a coach you don't sit there and coach everybody on the team you have a couple guys you know seven eight guys and that's who you coach and they transcend the message on to everybody else and i think it was evident last year that there was just there was no leaders on this team man so uh, I don't know. Hopefully things change for Calgary, but a pretty goddamn good trade for the Devils here. And Toffoli's going to light the fucking lamp and he's going to score seven goals on the Flyers in the first game. Calling it now, <laughs> baby. All right. Speaking of Flyers, we're moving down here. We had a trade. There was a big, apparently a massive monster, colossal. This trade was going to be the size of 20,000 cheesesteaks. Well, guess what? It didn't happen. And now we just got a half-eaten cheesesteak of a trade here. We got Kevin Hayes traded for the Philadelphia Flyers to the St. Louis Blues for a sixth-round pick. What a fucking blockbuster here, boys. Ryan Gilbert, what are your thoughts on Kevin Hayes to St. Louis? And you guys get a very, very decadent sixth-round pick in return. A sixth-round pick? Not in this year's draft, but in next year's draft. It's just, oh just the, let, let's the anticipation build that much more for such a, a huge <laughs> trade here. Um, we touched on the other rumors last show, so not going to go into them. But, yeah, uh, Kevin Hayes, was the writing was on the wall with him that he was not going to be a fit if uh, John Tortorella was on, behind the bench. Uh, so at some point during the season, Hayes was named to the All-Star team, and I believe either like the next day or the next game or something, he was a healthy scratch by Tortorella, so that sent a message there. It just wasn't going to work for him in Philadelphia, but to only get a sixth-round pick for him uh, while retaining half of his contract, it's like, it, I, I understand it's hard to, to move money, which is what Chuck Fletcher always said, but like you're seeing like Johansson, Johansson trade may, may have played a factor into this, but it's only three years. That That's a good thing. The Flyers aren't going to be, be good in the next three years, but get something else back. I mean, he can't be that bad of a, of a locker room guy to to only get a six-round pick. But also, this is them just putting weight, putting all their eggs in, in John Tortorella's basket. Like, they're getting rid of the guys that he wants them to get rid of, for, for, for better or for worse. Proveroff, now uh, D'Angelo is in rumors. Hayes is gone now. Like, I could see all, all those guys traded. And it's like, the Flyers with Kevin Hayes, he was going to be their guy when Chuck Fletcher first came in. He was a second line center behind Giroux, behind Couturier, and they were good. He was good for a year, and then you know things started to go to go south for the Flyers. They the, Kevin Hayes like recruited all of his friends to come to Philadelphia. Uh, Kim Atkinson's there now. I traded for him. Uh, Keith Yandel come, came to play there because because Kevin Hayes. But of course they couldn't get couldn't get the 
the the friend uh, Johnny Gaudreau that actually mattered last year. And now, you know, Kevin Hayes' contract that was signed by Chuck Fletcher is now just gone, retaining half of it for, for a sixth round pick. It's just a, it's a weird. I was thinking about it before the show, like what type of not not a legacy, but for lack of a better term, better word, like a, what legacy Kevin Hayes has has in Philadelphia. Because at the beginning, it was like, okay, this is great, good second line center. Towards the end, people were like, all right, get rid of him. And now he's gone, and people are like, oh, why do we only get that? So I understand where they're coming from. They should have got more for him, but they were stuck between a, a rock and a hard place, and hopefully uh, the Blues can maybe do Danny Brera solid uh, in the future. Oh, sorry, Joel, but we, I don't want to sound like a dick here, but with the, exception, with the exception of Giroux in the past couple of years, does any flyer have a legacy? No. No, that's that's why I said it was, it, was a, it was a bad word for it. No, but yeah. legacy is like for for like the top players. Like that's like the story of his time, or like when you think back, like ten years from now, you're like oh, what's Kevin Hayes. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, 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 yes. Okay, I get that. Just uh, good work by Doug Armstrong. That's all I got to say about this. Just buying low on a guy that uh, still has a couple decent years left, and uh, yeah, just uh, one of the better GMs in the league doing work and. Um, I'll leave it at that. Ryan said uh, uh, better than whatever I could come up with. Just uh, giving some shout out to you, uh, Doug Armstrong. I know, I know it was half retained, but that's still some salary that it opens up, man. And Danny Breer has proven that he's he's made some good moves over a short time so far as GM of the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. And it sounds like he had a fucking massive trade brew in here. What, what, Ryan, do you know what what the speculation of that trade was? Like it, the it was. Trade? Well, it was Tory Krug. He, he he used his no trade clause to not come to Philadelphia. I, I'm assuming it was Scott Lawton, uh, Travis Sanheim, and possibly just those two for Krug and something else. I'm not sure. There were some rumors that uh, Jordan Cairo was in it, but that seemed to be unfounded. It, it, in my head, it seems like you know they were going for Lawton and, and Sanheim because Sanheim has a big contract too, but they then shifted to Hayes when they realized that that Krug couldn't be a part of it. You know, maybe they'll they'll end up getting. Sanheimer Lawton, I think those guys, I think especially Scott Lawton, should be traded this offseason. But yeah, when, when Krug said, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to Philadelphia," it was, uh, it put a damper on that. See this? Oh, I got a lot to say, but I, <laughs> I don't know if I get. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna blame the owners and Gary Bettman for this fucking trade not going through. Okay, and you don't want to fucking know why? Because of the goddamn no move clause. And you want to know what's so fucking stupid about this? Guys, there's 217 players in the NHL, according to Cap Friendly, that have no move clauses. Two or at uh, some point, so like a modified, you know, a 16 team no trade. Some point, 217 players in the goddamn league that have a fucking no move clause. How does that make any sense? You're telling me you're the 217th best player and you deserve no, and not even because you can't even get one until you're seven years in the league. So you know, some of these guys with no move clause, they're probably the fucking like 400th best player in the goddamn NHL for Christ's sakes. How does that make any fucking sense? You don't see this in shit like basketball. Like, uh, does I don't even think LeBron has a no move clause in basketball for Christ's sakes. Well, LeBron is the fucking GM, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's that, but still, like, no other sport. You like, 
that's absolutely insane. Are we taking crazy pills here? If you're a guy that's like a fucking bottom three forward or some shit like this, like third liner, why the fuck do you have a no trade clause? You want to know why you have a no trade clause? It's because the fucking salary cap is too goddamn low, okay? And so these guys can't get shitloads of money. So the only other thing that their agents can leverage in these deals is to get a goddamn no move clause. And now look at this. Is this good for the sport? Is this awesome when we have a potential monster trade going through the works, but we can't do it because that, Tory- it was going to be a monster trade but with with Tory, Tory Crew, Scott Lawton, and, and exactly. Travis. That's not exactly. that's not that's not a blockbuster. But it's a good trade though. At least it's something better than what we compared to everything else that we normally get. Like yeah, that PLD trade was interesting, but like we just talked about a Kevin Hayes for a sixth round pick, you know, <laughs> Tyler Toffoli for Sharonovich and a third. This was at least something. This is compared to NHL standards. This is a fucking big deal, man. And unfortunately, we don't see trades like this because we can't because 217 goddamn players out of 750 have fucking modified no trade clauses. It's absolute horseshit, man. Like uh, and it's just again i know i've been beating this fucking drum for a while now but it's just shit fucking league bro our league sucks i hate it is it is that stupid to say should players not be allowed to try to negotiate that in their contract they, they played for seven years they want to sign somewhere they have a family they know they have control everywhere they're going even if it's a, even if it's a, a like a, a modified one you still have a list of, of 10 teams you don't want to go to like that that's that's something to play i i I, I mean, I hated it that the trade didn't go through, but I like when players, you know, use them because they're like, okay, I negotiated for this. Fuck you. You gave me this. I'm going to use it. Like he should, he shouldn't feel bad about it. And from what I read over the weekend, like former players, players don't feel bad about it. Others like you negotiated for that. Right. And, and yep. you're, you're exercising, exercising it. Under the current circumstances, they should. You know, you're a lot like hell yeah. If you're not going to be able to get a fucking significant amount of money on your contract compared to other pro athletes, then yes, that's what I'm trying to allude to here. It's like, hey, we can't negotiate for stupid money because we only have a fucking $83 million fucking salary cap. So hell yeah, I will negotiate for those no trade clause. And I'm not trying to say that Tory Krug, you know, should be vilified for not willing to move. He negotiated that that's in his contract. But if Tory Krug was able to make an additional two and a half million per year over the span of six years, advocating for another $10 million onto his deal then yeah maybe you don't need a no move clause because that's what the fucking money's for as a pro athlete right this is absolutely insane man you can't have this many people with these fucking modified no moves or full no moves or no trades like it's exactly what i said it hinders trades like this happening and it hinders you know interest in the league action in the league publicity for the league you know turn on espn big or a big decent maybe not a blockbuster but a decent trade going through instead we don't get these headlines because people have these things because they're not getting money but they need to get something why do you disagree joel tell me because players should have a right to play where they want to play like uh i go back to um you know european football these guys sign contracts at a club where they want to play for a club they don't they don't like uh, accept the 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 team that tries to deal them has to also sign them so it's like a two-part thing, whereas in the NHL, they can just trade somebody and he has to go play there no matter what, uh, even though it, it could be a whole fucking different country. Like uh, in Canada, you could be traded to Canada, even though um, technically you're unvaccinated or if, if uh, the, the, the different COVID laws, whatever, would, would affect you and your family. Like your family wouldn't be able to visit you if you're traded to Canada and uh, you had no power in that. So I think that the no trade clause gives you the, the that power for the players and uh, yeah, I, I like to see players stick around where where they want to be playing, 
not not just shipped off somewhere where they don't want to play. And secondly, it's a lot less work for me having to make uh, power rankings adjustments when uh, there's less movement. So uh, that's the selfish part. But for the, the selfless part is I like to see the players have a have more of a say in where they want to play. Like, uh, do you want to be playing in fucking Winnipeg or do you want to be playing in uh, uh, L.A., San Jose? Is, is like it better? The sunny, the sunny spots. Huh? Is it better for the league? Better for the players. Who gives a fuck with the league? That's my whole point. Like, uh, better for the players, better for the fans. Because yeah, the fans get to see the same guys that they've grown up watching, like the kids. Think of the kids. These they don't want to see all these magnet trades. Oh, I like this player. Three years later, he's gone. Three years later, he's gone. Three years later, he's gone. You want to see the same guys playing for your damn team uh, for as long as possible. That That's my position. Uh, I do like to see the legends stick around for as long as possible. You don't see that very much these days. It's only the stars that stick around very long term. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my position. I like to see the guys stick around where they want to play. And uh, that's, that's, that's it. Fuck. What about... The third line guys. That's what we're talking about here, man. Like, if you're a third line guy, or if you're a most of them a, don't have they, no trade clauses. Yes, they do, though, Joel. If you most look at them, they have some sort of this, it. You're most, most of no, they do. If you, I guarantee you, you can look at cap friendly. You can find these guys that have them. Man, hundred percent. Cal Peterson. Find most. Seventy percent. Eighty percent. Let's pull up. No, not eighty percent. But if well, you look at most, two hundred seventeen players. Okay, okay, more than there should be. I guarantee you, it's probably sitting at at least like forty percent of like third line players have like a fucking no move clause. Does that make any sense? It should be should, higher. Should it be like you don't? You yeah. can't have a no move no move clause if you don't make a certain amount, or if like if you don't score a certain amount of points, or have like some sort of not an incentive, but like an incentive to get to get to get that clause because i like, think if, if i think were... teams should have a limit of how many they're allowed to allocate out same out they have like a buyout limit i think there should be a limit so if you have I... like you know if you say if you're like a team like fucking i don't know just the least for example you have austin matthews you can give them one you got say if you have, I have like four or five you're allowed to give out per team you know you can't be giving guys like fucking alexander kerford on your third line and no move clause yeah i mean i mean that's fair but like what, what you're saying about if players didn't have no move clauses, you would just have players holding out and being like, "I'm not going to play then, if if you're not, if you're going to trade me there." Like, pay that, them that, for it though. But that's what I'm trying to say here is stop with this shit and fucking raise the cap so that they have more incentives. Well, we, yeah, we we, we all agree on that. We all agree the cap. Agree. You don't think the cap should be higher, higher, Joel? No, I think the cap should be higher. I just don't think that paying more is like this magical answer to the the problem. I think that players should get the right to play where they want to play. Like. So what? They get paid a little bit more, but uh, at the end of the day, they, they're still going to be transported all over the fucking country between two countries, and their, their families will suffer as well, like going all over the place. Whatever, I know they'll be more compensated for it, but uh, at the end of the day, I'd rather see players uh, stick around in one place and uh, and get let the let the fans, the, the kids, enjoy the players for as long as they're they're there, like instead of being traded every three, four years, whatever. See, this guy is like a whole new team every year, and uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't like. Uh, I don't like massive movement in the league, so that that's just my position. Like, I don't give a shit about people like, oh, big headline here, big little, oh, Kevin Durant <laughs> traded to the Sun, so who gives a fuck about that shit, man? I, I don't. I just care to watch the fucking game. 
We say, and I know that you and I are kind of on opposites on this, man. When it comes to me, like, I want to see like fucking the league as a whole growing, and you, you know, you want to see what you like, right? And this, that's totally fucking normal, man. But I'm not talking like a half million dollar here, like per players. I'm talking fucking significant money. If you look at what happened, a guy like look at fucking Keith Kachuk in 2002. Keith Kachuk in fucking 2002 was making more money than both of his fucking kids are right now in fucking 2023. He was making 11 million dollars in 2022 or 2002 for christ's sakes what's fucking matthew making nine and a half and brady's making like eight or some shit like that well guess what fucking else happened in 2002 eugene melnick fucking bought the ottawa senators for 93 million dollars well what happened this year they just sold that fucking team for 950 million dollars how does that make any sense? These players are making less now, but the owners are making what? Like, Ryan, what is that? That's like a fuck. You're a math guy. What is this fucking 600% increase on what he fucking bought for the team? Yeah, I know he's dead. His daughter sold it. But the fact that fucking this guy's family just sold the team for fucking $900 million more than what he paid for it. And the players are making less than they were 20 years ago. How the fuck does that make any sense? Like, give these players significant money, and that way, hey, if we do get traded somewhere, we're more willing to fucking go because we're making a shit ton of absolute cash. And look at the NBA. Look at all this well, stuff. Never who suffers they, from that, though? Who suffers? The fans and, suffer because uh, you talk about, like, the fans just want to have these big trades. No, the fans, the kids, they want to see the same guys play in their damn city. They fall in love with these players. They want to see them go here, there, here, there, here, there. Oh, I'm cheer for this guy. I'm cheer for this guy. Oh, it's a new yeah. fucking family. That's exactly it, though. Like, look at every year they pump up. Oh, we got free agent frenzy and fucking nothing. Trade deadline. Nothing fucking happens. These are supposed to be big events for the fucking These are supposed to be drawing interest, marketing capabilities, able to grow money into the league, able to get eyes on the fucking sport as a whole. But nothing can ever happen because nobody gives a shit because nothing happens. Good. I prefer nothing happens. Uh, Keep everything quiet and keep the players (laughs) where they are. And, uh... Yeah, Please. make make the draft the big event. Like the okay. they're doing a shitty job of doing that, marketing that. But uh, you don't care about that apparently. You don't care about uh, uh, raising money for uh, big trade deals or whatever. I mean, it's just it's just it's clickbait. It's clickbait. Like oh wow, this big trade happened. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. All that matters is how it affects the power rankings. I don't care about that. But like thinking about the fans, okay? The fans care about these players that are traded all over the time. Like, do in they the NBA, or do they like, care about the team? Do they or do they care about the team? It's both. The kids. It's, I'm thinking about the kids. Like the kids care about the since, players. Since more. when do you think about the kids, Joel? Yeah. Well, funny is, this, is this a new Joel Meyer this week? What's going on? Like literally. No, we're talking about the fans. Like the fans start when they're kids, right? And and it, ask uh, a Vegas Golden Knights fan right now. Would you rather have Mark Andre Fleury or a Stanley Cup? What do you think they would say? <laughs> the Stanley fucking Stanley Cup. Stanley. That's exactly it, dude. It's right fucking there, man. Like. Uh, that's like the perfect example of it right now. And that's how you fucking like, we're going to be last with an attitude like that. We're always going to be fucking last. If we just say, fuck it. That's you know? fine. I'm fine with being last. The, the hockey will be better off when we're last instead of uh, falling the NBA way, which is it's total bullshit. You know, it's a, it's a shitty league and uh, the NHL is headed that way. And I'm, I'm going to be fighting it every step of the way. So that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm stepping the way here. I don't give a shit about these big, big huge trades whatever oh big deal this guy goes here this guy goes there it doesn't mean anything to me like the uh, i just i just think about the uh you know the, the fans like i 
like, it doesn't about, impact your, your like enjoyment of the sport. Like, oh, that, oh, this, how is this guy going to fit on this team? What is this team going to do now? Like it, 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 it generates discussion and generates like oh, ideas and speculation. Like it, it, it but I mean, like, and we're talking about these four trades and, and, and like what it means for each team. Like we could just have nothing. And then, and then there's, there's nothing to talk about. And that's just boring. In which that, is, which sorry, is what, our what? selfish podcast uh, interest. Like what else are we going to no, talk about? I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm saying as fans, I'm saying as fans, even like hockey fans are talking about it. Even if oh, hockey fans, like you put the NHL logo on, I'm talking about the fans who put the, the Canucks cap on and put the Leafs hat on. Like these guys want to see well, uh, the, the, the players. The diehard fans are being like, yeah. okay, how does this trade this trade was in my division. How does that affect our, our, our chances next year? How, how does this, you know, like, like the devil's trade, like for, for the flyers, like, you know, it, it, like the Canadians trade for, for, for talent. He's thinking about oh, Canadians are going to be good in a few years. Leafs better still be good. Like it's, it's all connected. It, it doesn't all have to be like, you know, growing the game or, or doing this for this fan or do this for this. Fan. It, it's all connected to generate more discussion, generate more, interest and more eyes and ultimately that's all it is it's just a big it's not clickbait it's not it is that's what that's what these big trades are you talking about you just want to make the headlines and market the game because there's a big trade happening but uh i just i just don't see the value in that sorry i don't don't, i'm just not i'm coming at this from a a different perspective than than just the money and and the growing the game because that's good because we're allowed we're able to have this conversation you need shit like that and you've made a lot of points you brought up are fucking good dude yeah if you're a typical fan and you're a fan of a single player of course you want to see him stick around but unfortunately man maybe that's not definitely in the best interest of the league as a whole and that's something that that's where you can that's where we can discuss this kind of shit right so it's just i'm just so fucking sick because i love this fucking sport so much i love this sport more than i love any fucking single player honestly more than i love any particular team and so what fucking kills me is just constantly when everything's happening in the nhl and nobody in the fucking world is talking about it when you have guys that we talked about like fucking you know miko rantanen that should be a household name that's not leon drysettle that should be a household name and in canada yes but you gotta remember this isn't just a canadian sport in america if you go up and ask these players hey do you fucking know who you know a guy like fuck william nylander is they're gonna be like who the fuck are you talking about right like we we brought this up the last show it's the same thing and it's just about how do we make this league fucking better and the problem is nobody's gonna talk about this kind of shit when it comes to fucking like tsn or sportsnet or all this stuff they just go with the fucking flow but there's we're at a pivotal point in the league right now where hey the money's coming in the money's fucking there the problem is it's all going to the fucking owners and the players aren't getting anything and we're not able to make fucking true superstars like north american superstars we have hockey stars we don't have north american superstars and that's not good for the game man yeah and we just had like a heated conversation for what 10 15 minutes there and we didn't disagree like nothing that any of us said was wrong like yes young fans fans care about the players on the teams they buy jerseys they're heartbroken when the players are traded away Fans want to see their teams win. Fans want to see, you know, fans want to see different things. And, like, we're all coming at it from different angles, and that's what makes it so great. It's like, we all bring up different points, and we all want what's best for, for hockey or what's best for, you know, our, our personal team or whatever. But th- that's what it is. It's it's like there's so many different angles to attack it from, and it's, it's frustrating that the NHL has been so stagnant, if not on a decline, for 20 years since, since the first lockout. Well, dude, people don't realize how bad these players are getting fucking screwed, man. Like, these players are getting fucked, dude. You look at a guy like Lamar Jackson that's literally, in two fucking years, he'll make $20 million more 
than what the entire NHL fucking salary cap is. He'll make fucking $106 million in two fucking years. He's getting $53 million a goddamn year. And then our entire fucking league has a salary cap of $83 million. That's fucked. And these owners are making so much fucking money. We talked about the fucking inf- or the amount that the Sens sold for compared to what they bought for. You're telling me they can't pay this? Look at the fucking 2014 lockout for Christ's sakes, bro. What was that about? It's about hockey-related revenue percentages. There used to be 57% for the players, 43 for the fucking owners. Gary Bettman said, hey, nope, I want to tweak this a little bit. CBA is good. We got to tweak it. Uh, hockey-related revenue went to 50-50. That is fucking allocates now to 2026 where the new CBA kicks in. That'll be about three and a half to four billion fucking dollars that went from the players pockets to the fucking owners so there's no reason we can't fucking pay these guys and there's no reasons we can't have superstars making shitloads of money getting their fucking image out there to help grow the actual game like it's insane man the fact that we're taking this and that you know it's just oh yeah this is just how it is you know this is hockey culture this is the way it is we don't make a lot of money the league's not valuable well the league is fucking making money but they're not doing the right things with that shit it's fucked Going back to the European football thing, though, like uh, this is how it works there. You, you you pay a team. If you want a player, you pay the team a certain amount, and then they agree to let you talk to the player, let you sign the player. And then that player has to also agree to a new contract. I think that that's a much fairer system than just shipping the player off without any kind of say. So that's that's basically my stance behind uh, allowing players these uh, no-trade contracts or no-trade no clauses. Um because I don't think a player should be forced to move somewhere he doesn't want to, especially in a in a dual country league that we have here with Canada and America. Like, ah, you know, if I was American, I'd, I wouldn't want to live in the fucking Canadian, you know, <laughs> fucking Winnipeg or Calgary. Like, fuck that. I, I want to stay here, um, especially when the contract is the same. Like, you're paying me the same amount of money to go live in this shithole when I could stay here in Vegas or wherever. Uh, fuck that. So I think that the European football system is basically what I'm, I'm gearing towards, where you have to pay the club a certain amount. Like we, we could do draft picks instead of money as it is in there. Uh, and then you, you, you deal separately a, a new contract with the player kind of thing. I think that, that would make a lot more sense. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. 100%. But that, but see, but that's the kind of thing. This type of thought, it just never gets talked about. You never hear the shit on TSN. You never hear it on Sportsnet. You never hear it on TNT. You never hear it on ESPN, right? It's uh, like everyone's just so fucking, it's what we talked about a couple episodes. Everything's so fucking set in their ways. And this has to be the way it is because that's how it's always been. And you know what? It, But that's a good, it takes shows like this. Like podcast networks are like, and just podcasts in general are so much more popular now than they've ever been. And I, I'm serious when I say this, man. Like the next, 20 years within obviously sports media and then the nhl in more particular like there's there has to be more influence because there's so much more exposure the news and information you're getting isn't just from the fucking major networks that are covering the league man and there's so much information out there and it's just a shame that you know obviously people got to go looking for it but it's a shame that it's not as well known and discussed towards the average fan you know so i don't know i fucking love you too you guys are beauties the, yeah, those, let's get the, the show over with. Come yeah, on. Yeah, those those hockey business books are doing a good there, Talon. Uh, we're brought to you by Underdog <laughs> Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdog.underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 
right, we're going to keep this nice and quick here, but it's time for an annual segment we do every goddamn year, and it's my favorite segment that we have on this show. And we're going to split this segment up into two episodes because we got a little long-winded there, and we're just going to keep this moving here. So we're going to do the annual free NHL free agency 2023 edition of Pay or Stay Away. Now, if you're new to this show, if you're old to the show, you know exactly how this works. If you're new to the show, essentially, we run through a couple players that are available in free agency. Uh, we'll run through them and we list, hey, do we think that we should these players should get paid or should they be stayed away? If that makes any <laughs> sense. Uh, I have eight in total. We're going to split this up into two shows. So we're going to do four this show. We're going to do four next show. Uh, that'll be before the trade deadline here. So we're going to get right into it here, boys. Uh before the draft, yeah, after oh, the, the free draft. Agency? After the draft. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? I don't right. fuck. Not know. the trade deadline. <laughs> All right. Did I say trade deadline? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, uh, whatever. Just, just no. <laughs> All right. I'm going to kick this off here. Number one on the, not on number one on my list, but the guy I'm picking off right now. We have one. Matthew Dumba from the Minnesota Wild. Matthew Dumba currently coming off a $6 million contract with Minnesota. He is 28 years old. Last year, he had four goals, 10 assists for a total of 14 points, 79 games played. Strong defenseman here. He's a big boy, big physical body. Getting a little old, you know, 28, maybe not too old, but he's not the same young buck that he used to be. Uh, Julie, I'm throwing this to you. Matt Dumba, should you pay or would you stay away? I would definitely stay away. Uh, this guy is uh, he, he's, he's a like I said a big physical guy to begin with, but uh, his production has slowed down quite a bit, and that's a concern considering there's not exactly an elite bunch of defenders ahead of him in the wild lineup. So yeah, uh, it's a big stay away from me. I, it, it's it's concerning. Maybe a new change of scenery could do well. So like like pay or stay away. It's all relative, right? If, if you pay this guy a, a small price, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, you pay him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm staying away from any big payment uh, because this guy is clearly uh, not the same guy he was a few years ago, and uh, that, that's definitely a concern considering the um, the uh, you know the, the state of the wild. It seemed well suited for his game, but he's kind of falling apart that way. So yeah, last couple of years has been pretty down. I think he's been injured a bit too. So yeah, it, I'm leaning towards stay away. Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you. I, I don't think I would pay him. I, I think I'll end up going to someone like like Tampa, maybe Florida, maybe Carolina, like one of these teams that maybe he's a Carolina replacement for uh, for Tony D'Angelo. We were talking about last show, a third pairing, maybe put him on the power play, get some special teams play in there. You can fill in for, for Montour and Ekblad while they're recovering from injury down in Florida. You know, I think he'll, he'll go to one of these contenders, take maybe a, a one, one or two-year prove-it deal. But yeah, based off his career trajectory, you can't do anything but stay away. Yeah, it's you got to remember, like Matt Dumbo, you know, when he may have been like 23, 24, 25 years old, this guy was an absolute stud, man. But uh, it's worth noting there's definitely been some hard miles on this guy throughout his career. He's been a he's been a top pairing guy for Minnesota for the past, you know, borderline, maybe close to a decade or so, man. Um Personally, for myself, I think he's still valuable. Now, you guys talk about it, too. Like, uh, it depends on the number. But you got to remember, this is a shit free agency class. So you're going to see guys like Matt Dumba definitely get overpaid for where they are in their career. Uh, I would kind of lean on the stay away unless the price is right. That's such a cop-out for this whole segment. It's like Joel said, too. So circumstantial. But, like, if you can get Matt Dumba on your team for, like, 
I don't know, three and a half million dollars a year. Maybe you have to give him a bit of term to make that deal kind of happen. But this guy could still be a decent middle four D-man. Yo, he's, he has talent enough to p- kill penalties as well. So uh, there's going to be a fit there. Um, I wouldn't go anything over three and a half, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to giving him that for maybe like a five-year deal or something. This guy's he's only 28 years old, man. So by the time that contract's over, he's 32. It's it, Even if he is make, falls down to your third line or whatever, he's still going to be playing in the league, and uh, I think you can make it fit. So I'm not as against him as you guys are, but I, I would be weary, uh, but I would focus on maybe stay away. Okay, uh, who do we got here? I'm going to go to the goalie well. We're going to talk about Tristan Jari from the Pittsburgh Penguins coming off a $3.5 million contract here, 28 years old. He had 47 games played with the Pens last year, uh, 2.90 goals against average and a .909 save percentage. Mr. Gilbert, I know what big of a fan you are of the Philadelphia Flyer, or sorry, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and tell me, Tristan Jari, would you pay or would you stay away? It's tough. I, I think I think I would pay. I think he'd be a, a decent one A one B option with with so many teams seeing when they they're going that route. Like we don't we don't see the, the I think Talon you brought it up in the Discord a few days ago or last week. Like you don't see these goalies starting sixty games anymore. You you need two guys. Jari has shown that he can be good in, in short spurts. He's also shown that he can be bad in, in shit spurts. So uh, yeah, I'd pay Jari. I think he's gonna go probably somewhere be like be a one A one B type and. Uh, Know, maybe get his career back on track. Yeah, I don't think that uh, Jari was the primary cause with the Penguins missing the playoffs last year. He was fine. It's just that the defense in front of him was absolute garbage. And uh, other than Crosby and maybe Getzel, who was injured part of the year, I think uh, uh, Penguins were not a good team. And, and Jari is just not the kind of goalie who will carry a team. But that 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 number, $3.5 million, if if he can do uh, – um, what he did for the Penguins with that number, then yeah, obviously you pay him. But I, I'm, I'm terrible at this. I have no idea what he's going to go for. But uh, I, I would lean towards paying him. Uh, hopefully, it turns out better than the, the Sands with Matt Murray. Um, you know, Stanley kept winning goaltender with, with Jari. I think he was like the, the second year. At least he, he played some games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I lean towards pay, but uh, don't 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 regard my opinion. Yeah, apparently Jari's looking for five or six years, and they're saying the Senators could be a fit. So that'll be a. Oh, there you go. Matt Murray didn't work out. We'll go with the next one. <laughs> Pipeline. Then what we'll do you have to Jari sends to the Leafs after that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's going to end up in the fucking Leafs in a couple of years, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm with you guys. I think if, if you look at the free agency goalie classes here, there is a couple definitely standout names. Some of them maybe we'll get to uh, in a bit, either today or next show. Um, but yeah, I, I think Tristan Jari is definitely towards the top of that list for sure. And the guy has proven himself. I know he took a bit of heat last year, and when he struggled, he struggled. But you know, when he was hot, he's he's been hot. You know, maybe two years ago, the guy had a hell of a year, wasn't he in the All Star game or some shit like that? Maybe I'm crazy. Um, either way, yeah, if he's looking for five five years term, depending what that number is, I pay Tristan Jari man the guy can prove that he can be a whatever a starter role might might be in 2023 2024 you know obviously it's not the 60 60 star goalies that we used to see like we talked about but yeah I I don't mind paying Tristan Jari here 28 years young so there's still definitely uh definitely some miles to be had for this guy obviously you know you don't see too many goalies play until they're 40 but fuck we just saw Bobrovsky go on a big heater and uh, that's circumstantial that's an underlier of course you know you can't just bank on that but I think there's some value on a guy like Tristan Jari uh, so I would definitely lean towards pay. All right, we'll go through two more real quick here. Uh, we got 
showtime, baby. It's fucking showtime. We got Patrick Kane, 34 years old, uh, former player for the New York Rangers last year. Also, obviously, spent time with the Chicago. He got moved towards deadline. Uh, coming off a $10.5 million cap hit for his last contract. Uh, 21 goals, 36 assists. Still put up 57 points in 73 games last year. Uh, Jolie, would you pay or would you stay away? He had a hip surgery, right? So he's not going to be available for a little bit. Am I wrong? Anybody know? Uh, we didn't hip surgery, yeah. do any research yeah. for this. I'm just going <laughs> off memory. But yeah, he's he's going to miss for a little bit. Uh, yeah, did not work out for the Rangers whatsoever. Uh, big overpay there. Blackhawks ended up winning that one. It's hard to tell, man. Like uh, Patrick Kane obviously has uh, as much pedigree as anyone in the league right now, but. Um, uh, he's obviously not the same player as he was even just a few years ago. So, yeah, I, I would just be very wary here. So I, I would lean towards staying away because this guy is going to get some offers that, uh, you know, beat the average, beat what he should be paid. So I would not want to be on the um, the uh, the losing end of this auction in terms of winning the auction, but losing in terms of giving him too much money. So, yeah, I would stay away from Patrick Kane. Yeah, this is 100% stay away from a, like, you're not going to know what he is coming back from hip surgery. You expect him to miss four to six weeks, or four to six months. Uh, that was four weeks ago, so I'll miss probably the start of the year. I'd rather, if my team was a contender, you know, let someone else sign him, see how he plays, and maybe they'll dangle him at the deadline to see what they can get. And then that'll be when you really take a look at him, because I'm sure he's going to probably fetch more than he's worth, and it's not worth paying that. I disagree, boys. Oh, I, I knew you would. Uh, I know. I know. I love part of it's uh, I do love Patty Kane Showtime. I always have grew up with that motherfucker. Um, but still, dude, like 21 goals and 36 assists definitely is those aren't bad numbers. And let's face it, the guy's 34 years old. You're not giving him term. If he comes forward and says, Hey, I want four years, you tell him to go fuck himself, right? But if Patty Kane wants two years at like six mil or something like that, like fuck yeah. If you're a contending team and you have that space, obviously a lot of teams don't have that space, but uh, there's definitely some value there remember he was he wasn't that great with the rangers last year so obviously those numbers if you ask me he's he deserved more than 21 goals i think he should probably be sitting around like 27 maybe even 28 close to pushing 30 range here next year so if you get him in the right scenario you don't give him a lot of term and you know nothing over seven million dollars six and a half million dollars i don't mind having patty kane on my team if you're a contender or even if you're a team that's trying to have him like you know influence like a younger player fuck maybe he goes back to chicago and plays with fucking bedard for crazy who knows right like but uh yeah i'm 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 all aboard patty came and this guy can still put the biscuit in the basket this guy still has some of the best hands in the entire fucking league and he will until the day he retires future toronto maple leaf patrick kane Heard her first. oh we can't fit him into a cap are you high <laughs> uh all right last one on the docket here we're gonna we're gonna get through it this is one that uh you guys know what's coming. We're talking one. We're talking Scarborough's very own baby. We're talking Michael motherfucking Bunting. Uh, Michael Bunting's 27 years old. Obviously, he finished up his season with the Toronto Maple Leafs, coming off a uh, $975,000 contract. Guy's never made more than $1 million in his entire career. Uh, probably the youngest name we have on this list as well. Coming off a 23-goal, 26-assist season with 49 points. Was up and down throughout the lineup all year long, growing from the first to second, third, and fourth. Uh, so he had 49 points in 82 games. Mr. Ryan Gilbert, Michael Bunting, would you pay? Or would you stay away? Knee-jerk reaction has to be stay away. It has to be. But there's only so many top six forwards out there 
on their free agent market or on the trade market even. And like you basically compare him to Zach Hyman. Obviously, you're not going to have Michael Bunting go play with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but Zach Hyman's been been good outside of Toronto with, with Edmonton, even when he's not playing with those guys. Hyman's I mean, better than Bunting. Yes, well, yes, I, I, I'm aware of that. Bunting is is a product, seems to be a product of, of his uh, surroundings there. But I, I would take a chance on him if I was a team looking for you know a, a middle six winger. You're probably gonna have to pay too much. That's the thing, and that's the game here. I, like, I don't know what what his projected contract would be. I know that I know it's gonna be too much, but it could if it's to the right team, if it's to the right team that needs like a a, a middle six winger to you know put him over the top or something, give him another. Depth guy there, I think it could be worth it for them, but just on the whole, in a vacuum, it has to be stay away. There is a word that rhymes with bunt. <laughs> Starts with a C. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm staying away. I don't like this guy at all. He spends more time winding to the rest than he does actually playing the game of hockey. He pretends to be a tough guy, whatever. Pretends to be a rat, but he doesn't actually show up when it matters. Like, he draws the penalties. Like, two years ago, he was awesome at drawing penalties, but then the refs caught on, and he ended up giving <laughs> He ended up being more in the penalty box than he, than he was drawing penalties. So, yeah, big-time stay away. This guy's going to get overpaid by somebody, hopefully other than Edmonton. Uh, hopefully the Oilers <laughs> learn their lesson in terms of, like, taking the Oilers or the, the Leafs refugees right. uh, and and send them somewhere else but uh yeah definitely a stay away from me he's, he's gonna get overpaid somewhere and uh it's it's not gonna be by a smart gm all right i'll tell you right now um i i think he deserves a bit more credit than that dude michael dunting is definitely a serviceable player the reason he did draw all those penalties is because he was hard on the puck hard into those corners for so long <laughs> and yeah he had definitely had an issue this year when the calls weren't going his way he, he couldn't stop himself a whiny bitch he couldn't keep his foot out of his mouth or he couldn't put his foot in his mouth rather. You know, the guy just fucking talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. But I'll tell you one thing right now. This is a guy that Ryan said he can play in the top six of your lineup. He can play in the top three of your lineup if he has to. He has enough skill. And a lot of people said, oh, he's just had success because he played with Matthews and Marner all year long. Well, I'll tell you what. I've watched this team for a long time. I've saw a lot of people trying to fit into that spot with those two guys, and not everybody could do it, man. So this guy is definitely a serviceable player in the NHL, only 27 years old. Uh, he's never made more than a million dollars in his career, so it's not like he's going to be asking for $7 million or something fucking stupid like that. But I would definitely pay michael bunting and i want to add michael bunting is going to look absolutely fantastic when he is making five million dollars a year on a four-year contract playing for the fucking boston bruins next year that's all i'm gonna say okay because brad marchand's gonna teach him how to sign sticks how to get the ref's favor how to show up and help them out and joke around with them and once he figures that out this guy's gonna be an absolute fucking killer so he's gonna look good in the black and gold next year that's all i'm saying 100 percent, he's not a bruin he's not <laughs> you want to go for bertuzzi bertuzzi the real deal why not Cunt, both? Cunting is the the the, the big the big uh, the big <laughs> bitch uh, the big fraud. Uh, yeah, Bertuzzi is, is the guy they want, and uh, yeah, you're totally wrong. Bunting will not be a Bruin. Well, give me some odds. Let's make a little side bet. Here. <laughs> I'll give you uh, twenty to one. Twenty to one. Whoa. Twenty to one. All right, I'll take twenty to one. How much you want? Uh, twenty uh, bucks. You don't gotta go crazy. No, I'll buy you. Well, there's 50. Give me 50 bucks. That's free money for me. He's not going to be a Bruin. All right, let's do it. So that's what I I, I I already owe you, fucker. 20 uh, is 2,000 bucks? Yeah. (laughs) No, for for 50, it would be 1,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, we'll do that. Add it on to the total. 
<laughs> All right, guys, that was pay and stay away for the first part. We'll have the we'll have the rest of the news coming up the next episode here. Boys, we're running long. You guys want to you want a cracker down now? Yeah, wrap it up. All right, that's right. Everybody, go check out this. Well, I got some draft stuff, but uh, go for it. Go for this it. This is actually relevant information. Just I'll be quick. It. I'll be quick. Yep. Um, just look out for Will Smith tomorrow. If you can still find him at like plus two fifty, plus two forty, I recommend betting that he's getting bet all day today, and uh, he will get bet tomorrow. So Will Smith over Will Leo Carlson for number three. That's the bet as of this moment. Um, obviously things change, but uh, that that's the number one bet as of this uh, at this time. Um, look out for um, number five pick. Uh, you could also do Leo Carlson. Uh, you can get him at 30, 40, 50 to one. Uh, because if it's Will Smith at number three, number four is going to be like uh, a bit of a wild card with Mitchkoff being liked by the Sharks and uh, Carlson not so much. So it still leans Carlson, but if he doesn't go there, he's going to go number five. And you can get him at 30, 40, 50 to one for number five. So. That's my recommendation right now. Hopefully you get this uh, before it's too late. But uh, that, that, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm all the way staked on on Will Smith being uh, the number three. But we'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's going to be a fun fucking day tomorrow. Hell yeah. All right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously, you can find all that information at the SGPN website. Uh, be sure to read the articles, baby. Tons of stuff going on. Uh, a lot of love goes into those articles, too. Listen to the other shows. Uh, check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys are absolutely always killing it. Uh, and uh, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord, man. You know, we haven't looked in it tonight, but I'm sure there's tons of stuff going on. There better not be any goddamn fuck baseball talk going on. But oh, I can there is. We, I even during say, our show, there was some fucking bets about say, the Rangers. I bet my left fucking nut that there is something going on there. <laughs> Um, anyway, shout out to all my friends and pals in the Discord. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you're trying to get into the Discord, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. Uh, you can also reach out to the HGP Twitter account. You know, we'll be sure to point you in the right direction as well. Or you can uh, buy a uh, Michael Bunting Boston Bruins jersey, and then you can write on it, Hey, Joel, how do I get into the Discord? And then you can mail it over to BC, and he'll write on it how to get it. And also, uh, go fuck yourself, and uh, be sure on your way back to drop this check off to Talon, and uh, we'll be going from there. Uh, yeah, make sure you're subscribed to the Hot Gaming Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review, and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, my name's Talon. You can find me on Twitter. That's Talon is 94 I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertslp. I'm Joel Mar, and tomorrow you'll find me finding a hose, putting it in the toilet, unlinking it, uncoiling it, and connecting it to my cock whenever I need to take a piss because I'm not leaving my fucking computer tomorrow just in case I miss uh, information getting out and uh, when to bet some fucking guys to go uh, whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun fucking day in the NHL draft, and uh, I won't have to deal with uh, any kind of bathroom breaks or whatever. Uh, Have you heard of a laptop? <laughs> no, it's, it's a desktop, desktop guy only. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I need I need the 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 multiple screens. I need the twenty bucks on hand. I need everything. Uh, laptops oh, yeah. don't do it. They don't have the RAM. They don't have the energy. They don't have the juice. Um, yeah, desktop to light bus. The old All BC right. catheter, eh? the old BC catheter. I like your style, boy. All right, peace. <laughs>